but I haven't done it this year. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I have one, which is the RCHN uh, fantasy football. Uh, and that was yesterday, and that went perfectly. And then today was the one from my office, which is the more competitive one where we talked so much more smack. I mean, if you haven't been paying attention, though, how, how are you talking smack if you haven't been following all the guys? Because it doesn't matter, dude. I am great. I am walking greatness when it comes to fantasy football. All right. All right. I'm the closest thing to an, a Hall of Famer on fantasy football that there is, you know? Okay. Hey, man, it's been a while. I'm so happy to be back. I've got um, Frank, got Javier, and um, man, how have you guys been? I feel like we, we talk occasionally, but you know, nowhere near as much as I feel we do when we're doing the show regularly. So it's been, I want to say like two months since we had our last show. Um, how's everybody doing? Oh, well, it feels feels weird. Feels weird. I I don't even know if uh, if I know what I'm doing. I think that we're gonna be talking over each other now. Javier, it's just like you're flying. Don't worry about it, dude. All right. Sometimes it goes in. Sometimes it, it, it lands correctly. <laughs> I don't know. What okay. To, I don't know what to do with my hands. Well, man, I know that's been. Uh, I know we've been really busy, and um, I think it's. Uh, I'm glad that we could find the time to to get back doing this. Hopefully, we can find the time more often. But um, I mean, man, I, I said let's you know jump straight into it because I haven't really heard much about what you guys have been doing flying wise. Um, so man, let's just go ahead and kick it off with the update. So Javier, man, you're our, our usual guy that starts this off. I'm hesitant to ask what you've been doing for such a long period of time, but because um, <laughs> I know Javier, I know you have no absence of things to talk about. But um, wh- what have you been up to? <sighs> uh, well, I was. Um... I tried to get a good start off uh, of the season and I was actually having a pretty good record. I could say my flight count was getting up. I was flying every single Saturday morning um, and I was doing great, to be honest with you. I, uh, I felt really good. I was transferring things um, from the sim to reality uh, and I was banging a lot of flights. Um, but then, uh, you know, I, life got a little bit complicated and then I stopped. So I feel like it's been like forever since I've flown. Uh, the last time that I flew was at my local Funfly event at uh, the event of uh, Swarm. What was it? I, you know, time goes by so weird today, man, I, I swear. Um, uh, what was it, two yeah, weeks ago, I think? Two, three weeks I, ago, I, you, you, met, you messaged us. You showed us the photos. Yes. Um, I feel like that was a month ago, though. Yeah, me too. Me too. It yeah. feels like forever. It feels like forever. Um, you know, because um, I, my son also started a cross-country season, which means that my Saturday mornings are toast now because I have to drive him somewhere to run. So, uh, so it's, so it, it's, it, it kind of messed up my schedule, but, uh, you know, that Saturday I was able to go, had a lot of fun, uh, you know, like, uh, like usual events, it was, you know, uh, good, good, good to be there. Although I have to be honest, it's, it's, this year has been very weird for me. Um, I didn't realize that, that I got a kick so much out of uh, socializing, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what's what's wrong. If it's you know the whole COVID environment, being locked up, being unable to do stuff, uh, 
you know, or just uh, the routine of working from home or the kids going back to school. I, I don't know what it is, man, but um, it feels it feels really weird. Um, I really like to go out and fly by myself on Saturday mornings, especially because I was, uh, you know, I was starting to kind of get the hang of it, you know, feel a lot more control, doing a lot more things. Um, I was starting doing those, uh, you know, uh, those funnels that I was so afraid to translate into reality, those nose down funnels. And, and I was having a great time, but um, I, don't, I don't know what happened. It, it, it kind of feel, feels weird. I kind of started like losing the rhythm uh, out of it and doing the same things all over again, trying to, starting to feel like I was, I was plateauing even though I made a big leap basically from winter simming to reality. I feel like I did a big leap on, 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 you know, on confidence and on things that I could do. And I'm very close now. You know, I felt before I felt like the gap between sim and reality was a chasm. And now it feels like it's just a small gap, but still, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's weird. Uh, and, uh, socializing, I, I realized that, you know, going to events really, really is, uh, what, helps me a lot to get back into the mood and get back into enjoying the hobby and uh, getting back into, you know, the, 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 the rhythm of things, you know, as far as me and the hobby, I really enjoyed the event. It was awesome to talk to uh, like-minded people, to see other t- different types of machines, uh, you know, to just uh, gather around and talk about someone's flight or about someone's uh, experience in the hobby there was, you know, this uh, this guy that's relatively new, that he's he's uh, he's covering his um, what is it? It's a it's a nitro machine. Uh, I I I forgot what it was. It's a whip. I think it's a whiplash. I don't remember. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a seven hundred nitro, and he's just hovering. <laughs> and, he's, and he's just hovering, man. That's, yeah, he's that's just quite covering. a machine to start with. Yes, yes, that, that's what I said. But, you know, I think that he started out with planes and with uh, with boats, you know, with other stuff. He's not his first RC. So he started uh, he started big into helis, but, uh, but uh, he's doing well and he's really enjoying himself. I talked to him one of the Saturdays that we met because he usually kind of uh, arrives a little bit later on Saturday. So we usually meet when I'm leaving, he's arriving. So, you know, I told hey, him man, to start this, doing... This is- this event that you're talking about is was this at this is at the club that you that you sometimes have friction with the plane guys is this this is the same club correct was that correct was That's the event the same club. but the event was helis and planes no was, no that was that was our day that was the heli oh, day of the okay. year that's like so the is best there a lot of club is there a lot of helis in that club that just kind of fly whenever the plane guys aren't there or, or how's that work um yeah, yeah. There's there's actually quite a few heli guys. It's just that they sporadically go and they usually fly on the heli side. But uh, when we have our event, you know, we monopolize the entire field, and there's actually no planes allowed that day. You guys need to you guys need to unionize, man. Yeah, we need to we need to have more days like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was it was really great. You know, every twice a month is, and every other is, every other weekend. How big is your heli side? Uh, this the heli side, I don't know. Yeah. It's about half of the of the plane side. Yeah, that's about that's about right. That's the same thing happens in my club. Uh, is it is it faced at a weird orientation like you have to sun in your face in the afternoons or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. We get we get the crappy one. Yes, it, yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, you, it's it's very difficult to fly at certain times of the day on that side. 
Yeah, yeah. So not to not to hijack your 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 speech, but you know, to help the flow. Um, we had to actually, I've actually worked out with the president and the vice president of my club where we can fly on the opposite side as long as we don't fly over the, the stands or the, the pit areas. And we can also fly in the middle of the, of the flight line facing opposite it to keep the cell away from us. So we've actually improved that. That's our, kind of how we improve the, the conditions are at our level. Okay. So, and you're talking about flying simultaneously, right? With the airplanes and the helis in the sky at the same time? Yeah, but we fly on opposite sides. Like there's, it's, uh, they're 90 to each other. Yeah. So they have their one side. And, you know, rightfully so, dude. My club is like known for having big jets and stuff like that. So there's a lot of guys with a lot of money in their stuff. I usually like to fly on my own side. So I'm kind of happy that's the way we have it done. Don't get me wrong, there's been some pretty royal, royal arguments between me and, just about every member in that in, in my club when it comes to don't fly over my side like sometimes when the wind is in the, in the weird direction they have to land on my side and they do it when i'm in the air of course so i i lose my shit while i'm flying and then the, and then and then and then what happens can, is you know, can you facebook live one of those moments when you lose your shit no no <laughs> i would like to well, see that I, no I, I get upset I get upset because it's not like they just come and tell me, hey, you know, hey, we have an issue. They're like, get out the way, being rude. I'm like, wait a second, dude, your lack of your lack of ability does not make an emergency on my behalf. All right? Oh, I'm not saying that you're not completely justified. I just want to see it. Oh, yeah. it's Don't, don't worry. Dude, I, I, I take you on. I'm pretty blessed because I have the dealership at my at my club is really, really good. But I've got into arguments with all of them, except for Mark. Mark is the secretary. Him, me and him slap it off and we call each other names and it's kind of over. But I've got into arguments with the president and with the VP and they're great people. But we've got I definitely picked our picked my fights when it comes to things not being fair for the helicopter guys. So, yeah. So just yeah. word of the word of the wise. Yeah, I know. I, I've I've been kind of avoiding that by flying very early when no one's there. But uh, you know, sometimes it's not. You know, as I've talked before, it's sometimes it's not possible, and uh, and I get uh, kicked out of of my of the of the nice side. But yeah, uh, you know, overall, um, it, it's it's been. Um, it, it was good. It was a good event. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I was looking forward to the next one. Uh, I was going to go to the Appleton, um, uh, the uh, VAM uh, event up, uh, up in northern Wisconsin, which is the event that usually Rich Knapp used to go. I don't know if he's going or not. Uh, I wasn't able to corroborate because I couldn't make it to the event. Um, the, on Saturday was a beautiful day, but my son had a cross-country meet. So I was going to go on Sunday, but uh, it got rained out. And then uh, the event said that it lasted until Monday, which was Labor Day. But um, the, the event actually was done by you know, very early, just basically it was the event, the, the event webpage that it, that it lasted until that, but I didn't see that it was until 10 a.m. because it's just like clean up and stuff. So I, I decided not end up, not end up going because, you know, there's what, no, there was no one going to be there anyways. So um, I got, I got a little bit bummed out that I couldn't go to that event because I, as I said, you know, uh, getting into events, uh, when I experienced that event, I realized that that was really pumping me up back into the passion of the hobby. Um, so uh, hopefully, 
hopefully there's still one more event because the other event that I usually uh, used to go every year got canceled. The one on Beloit uh, that I, I just learned recently that was canceled. But there's another one on um, uh, on the Chicago land, land area uh, that I hope to go. But uh, you know that's that's basically it uh, as far as flying updates. Uh, that event was awesome. Um, I'm and I'm looking forward to just trying to get back to to another event. So Javier, you missed that event that they were there. You pretty you missed some good carnage. You know, I have one of the admins on the hangout with me. His name is Ryan Zano, and you, you probably know him. He's the loud guy that always screams at people when they're flying. You know, he calls it a chirping. He calls it chirping. He, he he'll, he'll talk you into the ground. Don't don't get me don't 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 laugh at this. Uh, uh, Ollie, he will talk you into the round like he you know tomorrow and laugh about it at the end of that. But yes, you, I he, would. He, yeah, he, I, I I would have some words if that happened to me. <laughs> You will laugh because he—he's he, come close. You know, if you look, if you're on the hangout, unlike Javier, you know, who's who's not, you know, and people keep asking for Javier, you know, on the hangout, they want Javier. You, they I want can, you on. I can, I can vouch for this. There's multiple messages yeah. per week. Where's Javier? Why isn't he here? Where, yeah, they want you there. I'm just saying. The you people demand more pay. Javier. Dude, I had a call with an actual member, Steve Shaw, who's local to me. Not local, local, but he's like three hours away from me, saying, "Why? where have you been at? And why aren't you on the Hangout? So, food for thought here, buddy. Join up. Be a team player. But so yeah, going don't do it for to, us. Do going, it for the millions of fans, okay? Yeah, do it for everybody that wants to do it for the fans. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> only fans. It, it could be a, <laughs> only fans. <laughs> That's correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was great. That was perfect. That was perfect. That could not have come off even better. So yeah, Santa put in a few helicopters that day, and it was so good to hear when he puts helicopters in, because he puts so many other people's stuff into the ground by running his mouth that it was just. Oh, it was greatness. So you missed a good event there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, I, I know that there were some good events still this year. You know, a lot of them got canceled, but uh, a lot of them did actually happen. But, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just marking this year mostly lost in that regard. Um, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to next year <laughs> to ramping things back up. Oh, well, you know, hey, with this whole work from home thing, you get a high, you get an internet connection. You get an RV. You come down. You stay in Texas for a few months during the winter. It could work, man. You could fly during the winter. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I could I could try to escape now that I don't have the confines of having to actually go to go to work there. Yeah, yeah that's not a bad idea. Same. Food for thought. Yeah. Um, you know, there was actually an event. Um, I guess I'll segue into my updates here. There was an event that I was told about. Uh, this past weekend in Abilene, Texas, which is it's basically like five hours west of here um, into into the middle of Texas. And it's supposedly a heli only event, which nice. sounds sounds like a good idea. You know, I haven't been to an event in a very long time. And, um, you know, I was I was I was just thinking when you were talking, Javier, about how you you know, you mentioned that you like to fly by yourself, um, at least initially. And, you know, I was I was very much like that. I've, up at the last couple of years, I've been almost exclusively flying by myself. And when I joined this new club that I am now officially a member of, which is cool, I actually have a key to the gate and everything and full privileges of not sure what that means. But, um, uh, you know, before I before I joined the club, I was flying 
almost entirely by myself, either in fields or in that other club, just when the airplane guys weren't there. And I, tr I started to do that here with this new club and I didn't realize <laughs> just how serious these guys are. Like every single time I show up and I like show up at the break of dawn, there's always like two or three people already there which is just insane. Um, I have yet, I have yet to be the first person at the field because I'm pretty sure it would have to be pitch black to be the first person there uh, in the morning. And um, that kind of bugged me when I first started just because I, you know, I, I didn't think I was very good at flying and I, I didn't want to make a ton of mistakes around people when I was just trying to focus on getting better. Um, and then over the last, I guess like two months I've been going here, you know, I've, I just, didn't realize how much I enjoyed, you know, like you said, the camaraderie of being around people that are all have the same shared interest, even if it's not helicopters, even if it's planes, but just being around other people and enjoying it. And like, I, I find myself now going to the field, staying and on Saturday mornings, I'll stay like five hours or so from dawn until almost lunch. But, um, you know, I might only get 10 flights in in five hours because I'm just talking to people, which I'm just not used to that. It's not a thing that I, you know, I don't usually seek that out. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, the, the idea of going to more events is, is a is pretty cool. I, I would like to do that. I, I might go um, if I can find someone to, you know, share the drive with because it's a ten hour trip round uh, round trip. But but yeah, I, I feel you. I need to I need to get some more heli events in my life. Um, uh, however, though, I've been doing a, a ton of flying though. Like I've got um, I was just looking at my spreadsheets and I've got one hundred and forty three flights on the, the, only the larger helicopters. So basically just my five seventy, the Oxy five and the Spectre. Um, and I've got almost a hundred flights on the Spectre. I've got like 80 flights on the Spectre and I've only had it for, you know, a month and a half put uh, ready to fly. Uh, since so since May, I've been flying a ton, mainly just because I've just been going to the club a lot. Um, but also, Frank, you know, I've we, you know we had talked last time about consolidating uh, to the larger helicopters, and that is in full swing. So I have, I am officially getting rid of everything smaller than a 380, and I'm just keeping I'll keep the Oxy 380 uh, just for. Um, in case I want to fly locally somewhere nearby, like the park, but then it's just going to be 700s and maybe like the, I'll keep the two 500s, but I don't think I'm going to get any other ones. And I don't think I'm going to get like the Kraken 580 or anything, but I'm really happy with the Goblin 570 and the Oxy five. But uh, yeah, I, I've, I feel like I've progressed in this last three month period. I've progressed faster and farther than at any other time. You know, I've, I've got all my orientations down pat, you know, recoveries from all I can transition from every single orientation while flying circuits like in so circuit in one orientation into a circuit in another orientation, uh, backwards, forwards, upside down, straight up. Uh, and then all the different eights, uh, figure eights, I can do funnel eights in both directions, a bit sloppy, but still can do them. So, I mean, I've been, these are things that I've been wanting to be able to do reliably. It's not that I couldn't do them, but I couldn't do them without fear of, you know, wrecking it every two seconds. I can do it without even thinking now, which is, that's a, that's a progression that I thought would take years. And it's only, you know, considering how far it took me to get to that point. Um, it's only taken a couple months. So it's crazy. Like the learning curve is going just vertical as far as like how long it takes to, to, to learn things. Hopefully that stays that way. I'm, I just started to do, um, to, to practice, uh, pyro flips and I can't really do them. So hopefully that, hopefully that'll, uh, that'll come quicker than I'm thinking it might. But uh, in the sim, I can, I can get maybe one or two before I eat it. I haven't been brave enough to try one in real life yet. I don't, I know, Frank, you you can. Javier, were you able to, to do a, a Pyro successfully in real life yet? 
I I did I did try them and I was able to do them uh, a little bit, but then I stopped doing them altogether because the foundation of doing pair flips is to do stable uh, pure hover. Yeah. So I I decided to try to manage that properly first because I don't want to go through the motions. I really want to fly the maneuver. So right, I, right. I, I, uh, I stopped doing them, but yeah, when I tried them, I tried them really high on the, I think it was the 570 and I was able to do them. But, uh, but you know, after a while of not practicing them, I tried them once and it was really, really scary. So I said, no, yeah. I'll, I'll just uh, go back and, you know, during winter, I'll, that's one of the things that I'll be hitting hard. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of what I've been doing too. Like I've I've identified, you know, I'll go out and I'll fly one flight and just just do a bunch of random random stuff, and then just try to do random combinations of maneuvers that I haven't strung together before, and just see where I struggle. And so I try to keep note of the transitions that are difficult to me, like you know, coming from a certain direction, flipping to a certain direction, and then doing something else. And I'll so I'll keep note of that. And I've got a whole list of very specific transitions that I've um, I've I've identified as a problem in the field. Uh, I mean, there was a there was a thread on Heli Freak recently about you know what was a maneuver that you thought you could do until all of a sudden you tried it and you're like oh shit I can't actually do that even though I thought I could and there's a, there's a few of those that have come up when I've been flying where like I, I thought I could do something it didn't seem like a big deal and then all, all of a sudden I'm almost crashing so I'll just take note of that and then I'll just practice that one specific transition over and over and over again in the sim and then see if I can hit it better next week so two of those are like you're saying you know stable hovers or stable stable pyros. Um so I'm trying to, you know, flip into a, a Piro, stay in one spot for at least 30 seconds and then flip out, stay in one spot for 30 seconds, flip back in there, you know, over and over and over again, uh, which I'm sure drives the people at the field nuts because they're just watching me spin in a circle for five minutes. But, you know, I don't really care. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, you know, there's a lot of really just great guys that I've been flying with. Um, at the field, which has been, which has made things I'm learning easier. There's uh, one guy in particular, Javier, who is a nitro fanatic, and he's been teaching me the finer points of how to tune a nitro, how to listen to the engine, you know, um, how to troubleshoot it in flight. So I've been I've been going up with him while he's flying and just like listening to him talk as he as he kind of troubleshoots what's going wrong and uh, and when he you know when it flames when it you know when it flames out or whenever it just it dies mid flight because of a tuning issue, he's telling me why it's you know, not working properly. So that's been really cool. I feel like I'm going to have enough background in it to, to not be completely useless whenever I go to a, a fuel helicopter. And um, let's see, one last thing. I uh, Oh, yeah, I had some friends in town this weekend, which is awesome because I haven't really seen friends from out of town in about six months. And we were hanging out, and I'd happened to have my, my helicopter stuff in the car because it was the same day that, you know, I'd gone out to fly and when we went to go somewhere, they, they looked in the back and um, just the look on their face when, cause you know, most people haven't seen a 700 size, you know, RC helicopter. It's not something that just shows up in day-to-day -day life. And they're like, what the hell is, <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Cause you know, they, I hadn't really talked to them about the stuff that the nerdy things that I do in my own time. And uh, they're like, you know, can you go fly it? And I was like, I thought you'd never ask. Of course we can go fly it. And so I um, actually got a video of myself flying for the very first time. I've, I've never filmed myself and I've never had anyone else film me uh, until, until yesterday or the day before yesterday. So it was pretty, it was pretty fun to, to watch the look on their faces or just to hear their voices whenever they you know, see something that's four feet long, just flip itself upside down and start doing spins and crazy things. Um, you don't really see that that often just because, you know, we're kind of an insular community and we don't necessarily get a whole lot of outsiders that come and see this stuff. So it was kind of neat to see that they were, they were impressed to say the least. Uh, I was even more impressed that I didn't, you know, kill the machine. I've, uh, 
I have yet to I've yet to crash anything that's a 500 and above. So I'm gonna I'm hoping to keep it that way. But ever. Um, ever. Oh my ever. god, dude! You have so much. You're still you're still the verge. You might as well. <laughs> so I was uh, I was It'll checking my flight man. I got 150 It will come, my friend, and, and it will be glorious. I'm sure it will. I'm. I mean, I've found that I enjoy. Is like, this I know for the year? Uh, no, no. This is since May. 143 um, on the big ones since, since May. May. Okay. But it's not like it's not like I've been. You know, I haven't been putzing around like a grandma either. I've been I've been flying every maneuver I know. I just haven't been trying anything wickedly crazy. Um, that I haven't first tried on the sim because I've, you know, I know we talked about you know, you're not crashing, you're not learning, but man, I really like not crashing. I'm just gonna say it. I, I like not crashing and I like being able to have a fun, exciting flight where I do a lot of new stuff, but it's not like bleeding edge new. Uh, and I've gotten to the point where I can rescue myself from most maneuvers. So unless I'm trying something that I'm not confident on the sim, I can make it so that I don't usually crash. And like, I haven't. I haven't crashed in a while, and I haven't crashed anything larger than my uh, Oxy Oxy Max. So I'm sure it'll come. I'm not, you know, not too worried about it. It's gonna be glorious. Look, it's gonna be a glorious day. Just embrace <laughs> it. You know, just think about it. You know, it's like it's like that one time you get caught doing something really, really stupid. Yeah, it's just gonna feel just like that. Just you know, just look, look forward. To I just, it. I did, I just hate rebuilding helicopters, man. I really do. You know, like I, I, uh, I just don't like it. <laughs> I like flying okay. them. I like building them from scratch, but but repairing broken helicopters is just. Uh, I mean, I'll do it. Right? I have to. It's, but I, it's, it's like a jail sentence. It's, it's not like my a jail favorite sentence. thing. I know. I know. I, exactly. That's it. It's like you have to it's, do your. It's sentence. like a sentence. You're like you know. Oh, <laughs> dude, you have no idea how many times I've crashed, and I looked at the helicopter. It's like how much money could I get for what how it is right now? <laughs> how it is and right now? And not have to touch it yeah, and just exactly. go buy other stuff. <laughs> I see. I think how much is this worth was, right now? Like, how much am I really loose? Yeah, exactly. Like, how could you could you like you know damaged special, two hundred bucks? Take the whole thing. Just get it out of my. Just get it out of my bedroom. Um, yeah. So like, Dude, I, I, I feel. Would, I feel it's gonna be, hold on. I, feel I it's thought about that a lot. Huh? I, I feel it's gonna be different because I have more than one flyable large helicopter. If I only had one, and I crashed it, you know, I'd. I'd feel awful and I'd, I'd, I'd be annoyed that I didn't have anything else to fly and I'd fix it and I'd hate myself for crashing it. Now that I've got more than one, I can, I can crash one and I can go fly the other one and I can let that one kind of sit, you know, I don't have to, I can, I can let my anger cool for a little bit while I have another one to fly and then I can get around to fixing it. So I think, I think it's gonna be okay. I'm not, not too worried about it. That, that's a fair statement, you know, I, I can agree with that. I, I'm to the point where, yeah, it won't ruin my day because I have other helicopters, but when I get home, it's going to get taken apart that day. Parts are going to yeah. be ordered for it. I'm going to, I'm going to scream at somebody, you know, <laughs> most likely, most likely my poor team manager, Mr. Ron Kors, who takes so much abuse from me. You know, I'm surprised <laughs> he still keeps me around. You know, I argue him all the time and most of the time I am wrong. I will admit that. Um, but all can decide, yeah, they got to get fixed right away. Like to the point where if parts, if parts are not in stock, I am seriously, if Bert doesn't have the parts, I'm paying full price for the parts because I don't like to see them broken. It hurts my soul. Yeah. No, I, f I feel you, man. I feel you. And I think for the smaller ones, it's easier to be like, you know what? I'm going to stick you in my trunk and I'm not going to look at you until I'm ready to fix you. But the bigger ones... That's and they're going to go and they're going to go in the garage and I'm just going to see them every single day. And I'm just going to feel heartbroken and have to fix them. 
But anyway, that was I it. That's you, it for me. You, That's it for me for updates. So, Frank, what have you been? What have you been doing? Oh, guys, you guys have just no clue. I thought you guys were going to take longer. Honestly, I thought Javier would still be talking by now, and that we have been gone for so long. Well, this is this is segment Boys. one. Of four. This is segment one of four, Frank. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. My flying. I think I last time I did the count was about three or three four weeks ago, and I was at two hundred and seventy flights for the year. And um, so that's just that's just the amount of flights I've been getting. Um, I have some new toys to fly with since the last one. I think the last one, the last one we sent out. I think I had just gotten the 580 built, right? So no, I'm not. I'm not sure. There was that episode that we lost because of the um, because of the that echo, that persistent echo. I can't remember if that was the. Anyway, you got a 580. Let's go with that. <laughs> so I have a 580, and I made it as a five as a 570, with 570 blades on it. It was great, and then the whole thing with the pinion came out, which I said be killed it by getting everybody out. I had I had my new pinion in like a week and a half after the statement was made. Um, and between that time, I got a little bit uh, antsy, and I got some 600 blades for it, some Switch 6, 603s, the regular ones, and the XFs. Uh, I'm flying the regular ones now because I don't like to call them the Switches anymore. I call them, I call them the Barkies because they bark like crazy. Oh, they feel so good when they're flying. Like when you do a hard stop or you change directions and you just slam the collective, it's just like... Brr. It's awesome. Just you can't, couldn't be happier. Scares all the plankers, you know, the guys around. You got to freak out a little bit. It's just, it's just good times. It's good old fashioned time. And I've been flying it as a six hundred, and oh my god, it's such an awesome helicopter. It's stable as like it can be. I, I love it. I honestly, I've been putting so many flights on it. It's not even funny. So there's that new helicopter. And then I finally finished the longest build of my life, which was the 570 Nitro. And I made in that. And the main didn't go so good. It didn't crash or anything. It just wasn't as nice and beautiful as I wanted it to. And it was probably because I had an old silver line. And so that being my uh, my little Achilles heel here, I went in and ordered another V-Bar Neo for it. And the remain was beautiful. It was just spectacular. Such a fun little helicopter that sips nitro. I, I, so far, I've killed the gallon on it. And it's just so much fun. And that's like, I think I've got like 14 flights in it. It's just so much fun to fly. It starts up easy. It doesn't get really messy. It's, it, has, it doesn't sound like the big one, so it's kind of funny. It has plenty of pop. Uh, super easy to fly. Not that much means. Uh, I feel like you're making subtle, subtle hints here for Javier to get one of these. No, no, Javier's a lost cost, man. That man will. <laughs> I just, I can't even talk him into it. You know, it's just like he's he's too stubborn. Until he flies one, until he feels the soul of the nitro, he's not going to convert. He's not going to convert. You know, even it's then, just, even then. No, you will. You will. You will. You will. <laughs> well, you hey, will. hold on, hold on. I, I, I got to interrupt you here on the. Uh, you mentioned sipping nitro. Can you give me a ballpark number for how much you're paying for nitro right now per gallon? Okay, so that's not a fair. That's not a fair assessment, and it's not really one because I really get. I have really good friends that buy in bulk, and I usually tag cool. in on their orders. Let, let's say, but let's say someone who didn't have a bulk. Uh, sorry, maybe not pay, you, right? Pay, how much would the average the, person pay? About for forty dollars a gallon. Okay, how much does someone with a good deal pay for it? 
about twenty-five to $30 a gallon. Okay. So I was talking to a guy at the field yesterday, Sunday, and um, he's claiming that general sale to the public, it can be had at a local hobby store in Dallas for $20 a gallon. Go buy all of it you can and ship it down to me. I'll be glad to double the money, whatever you paid for it, because I'll be able to sell it. Look, okay. if you buy it for so 20, I'll, it I'll seemed, pay you 25. It, it seemed outrageously low. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I was, uh, anyway, if that's the case, I'm going to go to the store. I'll, in fact, I'll give you guys an update next podcast. I'm going to go to the store. If I can find it for that price, I'll buy a bunch of it. Yeah, but, buy it. Um, but if it's like, if it's helicopter, first of all, make sure it's heli fuel. Okay. It's just not some off weird plane, you know, FAI crap that the only 2% of the hobby uses. Well, it is, it, this is a, this is a heli guy. So, I mean, he's flying in his T-Rex 700 nitro. I don't know Atta if it's boy. specifically heli fuel or not. I didn't realize that there was different grades of nitro. Actually. Yeah, there is. There's, there's certain percentages that goes from like on the, my big motors from my 105s, my OS 105s, you can run 15% nitro on it. Okay. And on the small ones, like the one on my flash in which is a 55 size motor, you really want it to get a good performance out of it. You really want to run it. You really want to run 30% and 30% okay. is the most expensive. Well, I'll so, let you know what they have. So, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's a good point. Uh, there's actually a company, it slips my mind right now and it'll come back to me. That's out of, that's out of Texas that, um, that gives such a great deal on that you can buy directly from them and they'll ship to you. So that. I think that's, if you get into nitro, those, that's the one you should try. Torco. The company's called Torco. I got, uh, I have a case of it waiting okay. for me at my buddy, Angel Rojas house. Do they so, make other things and they just happen to make nitro or do they, they make, they make fuel, they make fuel additives and they make uh, fuel oh, okay. for race cars for dragsters okay. and stuff like that. So it's, it's a great idea. It's awesome that they do that. I'm actually going to be buying some from them directly and the, and it's fair prices too. They're not unreal. They're not unrealistic prices and their prices are shipped to your door. So it's really, really good. Uh, so, so I've talked about the 580. I talked about the 570 flying the, um, so the 570. So I want to trans, uh, move a little bit from the 570, even though it's been flying great. And I've been flying that nitro more than anything till this weekend, this weekend, me and my old dirty girl, black nitro number two, you know, we caught a glance. We took out to the field. We had a little date. Oh, that bad girl's good. Oh, she flew so great. <laughs> Such an awesome helicopter. Just not just kidding. Just can't even can't even say anything bad about it, you know. I've literally had no issues with helicopters since building it. And it was just awesome flying back to back. I put a gallon through it and you know, the black nitro seven hundred like likes to drink its fuel. And she flew great. She flew great. I hadn't flown her for about six or seven months. I wasn't even sure if she was gonna start. I brought her out there just to see what would happen. And right away, it started up and it flew amazingly. I flew it both Sunday and Monday, got a bunch of flights on it. Uh, I'm so glad I'm gonna be flying the helicopter a lot more. Now that hopefully we'll start being a little cooler. You know, we still have, uh, 
in the next two months, it'll start getting a little bit colder. And by cooler, I mean like 80 degrees, so I won't be sick. And the last one I want to talk about, it is my, and it's such a beast. I have so much flights on my helicopter. I think I have over 150 flights on it for the year. So, hey, uh, sorry, man, you cut out there. Which one are you talking about? The the Kraken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Kraken, my electric Kraken. I flew that. I always fly it a lot. It's just such a beautiful machine. It's just so bright, and you can fly it in any uh, any condition outside. You know, you can, it just pops out at you, and just great. Just put a bunch of flights on that. Um, I'm working up the courage to actually do an inverted uh, auto. So hopefully by the next time I, we record, if it's not like this last one, which was like three months, I'll be able to get them down. So this week I'm going to be doing a little more practicing with it. Well, maybe we should wait but a couple months. So you flying can so far, so good. It's been, <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's scary though, man. There's, there's the, the amount of descent you got to do, how fast you got to come down to pop oh, yeah. out of it. It's pretty aggressively. Yeah, I've seen guys that do it up higher, but I'm trying to like come down where I'm like two or three feet from the ground and then pop into it and per- pop out of it. So I've so far the roll, I've done it up high and bailed out of it, but rolling out has been the easiest. So hopefully I'll get that pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, but outside, of, that, man, outside of a period, much- I think that the inverted uh, autos are some of the most impressive things to watch. Um, just, it's just it's just crazy that that thing can actually work, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure, and no, it just it's so much timing and so much, and you know, the, my Kraken. The reason why I'm doing it on my big electric Kraken is because I have this seven thirteen blades. I have the bigger seven hundred size blades on it, so there's a little more flow to it, and works very well. But I'm also gonna up, I'm also gonna up my agility on it because I was looking at that this weekend and it's it's pretty it's like one one oh seven one oh eight on the V bar for the V bar guys, but I think I'm gonna opt it up to like one fifteen one seventeen and maybe lower a little bit of the expo if I can get the quick pop that I want on it. Hey Javier, are you are you having problems hearing Frank at all? Okay, I guess that's a yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, man, it looks like we got some pretty good updates from all of us. I guess that's what happens when we don't when we don't talk for two and a half months. We uh, we actually do shit. So, surely there's a balance between every week and every three months. <laughs> yeah, that's that yeah, way it, too long. It feels yeah, like forever, man. It's, every two weeks is the, it's the correct balance. I do. So, I agree. Every two it's weeks, the perfect number. Two weeks is good. It gives us time to to break something, to fix something, to you know, to do something. For sure, um, for sure. But yeah, okay. So updates, uh, awesome. I think those are done. Let's move to on the bench. So, Javier, what? Uh, which one of your goblins is currently? being disassembled and fixed <laughs> uh well unfortunately nothing has changed in that regard <laughs> oh, um the uh the goblin 420 body remains the same in parts and uh that's uh partly to blame because of my shiny new computer from which i'm uh recording now 
Um, I, I yeah. definitely believe that if, <laughs> you know, after spending, you know, money on, on an AIO, on uh, additional cooling for my, for my computer and a few games, um, would have, would have fixed the, the problem. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, and it remains disassembled and, uh, God knows when I will be able to get it back again. Although I'm not too worried because uh, indeed, as, uh, as you had state correctly stated, Paul, that after uh, Frank's recommendation of sticking to the big helis, I've been flying mostly the, uh, the 500 and the 570. I've taken the 380 out at some times, but uh, I still have that, uh, that uh, tail kick on funnels. So I've, it's been, it's seen very little airtime. The uh, 500 and the, and the 570 are the ones that I'm flying the most. So, um, so that, uh, so that body remains there for uh, what is likely to be probably the longest I've had a, a, a heli in, in state of disrepair. Um, I also received my, uh, my PSU, my power supply back, which is amazing. Uh, big, big, uh, Big shout out to Dave, which is user DSW on Helifreak. Uh, I purchased the uh, power supply from him, and for some reason, one of the um, one of the posts uh, kind of like the solder. Uh, it does, didn't really. It kind of halfway desoldered. Desoldered. It uh, was kind of like halfway. Uh, it started, uh, you know, moving kind of as if you had applied heat to the solder, and it moved uh, sideways. So I shipped it back in and, you know, he, he, he doesn't have a business, you know, it's just a guy, but he, uh, he actually repaired it. Um, I don't know if he actually repaired it or sent me another one, but you know, I have my PSU back and working perfectly. So big shout out to him. That was, that was awesome. Um, you know, warranty service from, uh, you know, a regular guy that, that speaks volumes. Um, and, uh, also because, uh, I, um, I shared with you, which I don't remember if I had shared that with you on the episode, on the last episode or in another episode that, uh, that we're going to release a collection of skids up the lost episodes. <laughs> yeah. Skids up the lost episodes. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I got new batteries for the, um, for the, for the 500. Oh yeah. I remember and, that. um, those came in with T connectors instead of the EC fives that I use. So I had to unsolder those and resolder them. And I had to get myself reacquainted with the process of soldering, which I'm not a very big fan of. Uh, but uh, in the end, I or, think- Or good at, or good or at. Good by, at by, or good or at. By the, based on the pictures you sent me. Yes, yes, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty I swear, pretty dude, big. the whole reason you suck at soldering EC, EC5 connectors is because you're using EC5 connectors. Yeah, but they're, they're nothing, there's nothing wrong with EC5 connectors other than not having... They're hard to solder, man. <laughs> dude, but you, it's, you put it, you suck, you... Oh, boy. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, for, I can. I'm going to do a video... I can I solder them just fine, but they are monumentally easier on XT90s than they are EC5. Oh, EC5. You guys, you guys have to come over to the dark, to the gut, to the right side. Try the RC Pro Plus. Once you yeah, try those, uh, you will never, you will never talk about any of the stuff like that. You would be like, why do I spend so much time thinking, arguing with myself, and fighting myself with these other connectors? But. Yeah, Javier, we need to work on your soldering skill, my friend. We yeah, need to have a yeah. Little... I think I think I've got it now. Inter um, intervention? No, no, we need an intervention. Like, we're gonna show <laughs> up at your house with soldering equipment to teach you how to properly do it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, I I hope I hope that I didn't mess it up because it, that I've been uh, you know I finished the soldering job and I and I flew them. Um, they they seem to be flying fine. The only the only problem is that you know I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty good at maintaining batteries, but I'm pretty bad at the initial process of breaking them um, because I don't uh, you know I don't I don't buy batteries very often. So um, I um, I over discharge them just a bit, but the batteries behaved very well, and uh, I, you know it wasn't too far. So I I got them back up. I got them back to storage charge, and they're working fine. So uh, the I only time I ever think about careful. the only time I ever think about breaking in batteries is when you mention it. And then I realize that I've never actually broken in a battery in my life. <laughs> so. Uh, so Contrary to both of you guys, I break in every pack. I actually have a, a separate discharger to discharge my batteries when I'm breaking them in. I'm only used, and I've only used it. I used it on everybody I've owned right now, but it's. And people will argue with me to they're blue in the face. It's worthwhile. It increases the life of your batteries. It uh, increases, lowers the IRs on them. Not having a having a direct a constant load on them, and and the for the first few cycles really helps them bring down the OR and increase the lifespan of the battery. So unlike my two colleagues here, everyone out there, break in your batteries, get a proper discharger and discharge your packs at, on a bench before taking it yeah, out in there. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I just always forget. So thanks for reminding me. Yeah. And the yeah, next yeah, time I buy too. batteries like next year, I will <laughs> probably forget again. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's, just it's, send, the best send it to me and it. I'll break them in for you. The best way to do it, I think, is just to hover them, you know, for the first few fl few flights. Um, and if you're into a habit of, you know, getting them back to storage charge anyways, I think that that'll, that should do the trick. Um, I, I mean, the ideal thing, yeah, for, for sure, would be to do them on the bench to run them a, a few cycles. But I think that as long as you just basically hover them and treat them very gently for the first few flights, you should be fine. Well... So, I don't do um, that either. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that, do, that, do that either. And I did, did really see that, you know, the performance was not what I expected. Uh, so um, I definitely need to, need to be a little bit more gentle with them next time. So, uh, but, you know, uh, in the end, in, in the end, it was, it was good. I, I was uh, successful and not, uh, uh, you know, at, at, uh, at, at discharging the batteries and making sure that nothing blew up, nothing came up in fire, and nothing got disoldered. So, uh, so I think that I'm I'm happy with that so far. And uh, that's that's about it. I mean, the bench the bench hasn't really moved. Um, uh, you know, I would really like to get that 420 repaired or do something about it. Um, but uh, but you know, um, I have spending been spending time and money elsewhere, so I haven't been able to do anything with it. But you know, I've been I've been having fun with the rest. Uh, hope and thankfully they haven't had to visit the bench other than just to get a little bit of uh, maintenance. You know, um, I got into the habit again um, before the fun fly to to grease the shafts and uh, and the gears and the performance of the helis was much better so i was really happy about that as well um but that's about it you know from uh, from the bench well you know i'm gonna tell you again you should take those bench helicopters and you should sell them you should buy a kraken yep <laughs> well even if i sell both of my small helis it still won't be enough for a kraken <laughs> maybe the airframe but that's about it. Well, see, hey, when you get the airframe, that means you are legally uh, bound and contracted in order to finish building it. 
So, you know, if, yeah. maybe if, one, if one of your colleagues or a friend of yours, you know, ran a bis- business in the hobby, you know, that, you know, might be able to help you, you know, <laughs> it would be, <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing. And, and I'd like to, uh, I'd like to take this time to, to give a shout out to my, to my buddy, Frank, for hooking me up with the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So that's my you know, was, you know, it was funny because I, I kept talking, I talked, talking to Kyle, and I was like, Kyle, you know, when these things come in, let me know, man, because it's for Paul, my, my co-host on the podcast. He's like, oh, shit, for real? And then he, and then the minute they came in, he's like, hey, dude, your, your Kraken's here. Here's a tracking number. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I mean, I was absolutely, you know, just shocked at how, I, mean, I got that email from you guys or with you know from from Kyle and through you and it showed up it showed up at my door two days later yeah which was just they ship ridiculous fast. they ship them fast um, uh, but, but yeah, so what do you think of it are you have you that, opened it up yet have you have you yeah. gone through it yet yeah yeah so I mean I sent you guys the photos of the canopy that I got for it which I'm still oh, gonna yes. keep the orange one but I got a um for everyone else I got a uh, black and gold uh, canopy from from Hope Lee Hobbies in China. Uh, they uh, they produce custom canopies. I think SAB does it too. Um, I, the ones that I've seen on the Hangout were from these guys, and it costs cool. pretty much exactly as much as a stock canopy. It's like ten dollars extra to get the the custom paint on it. But it, it's the same scheme as the as the as the regular Kraken. It's just uh, the it matches my black and gold five seventy, which now I'm going to have like super super awesome looking twins. Now I, I know that guys have talked about the visibility of the orange and i'm sure there's literally nothing out there that's more visible than the orange one but i haven't had any problems seeing my black and gold 570 so i don't think it's, i'm gonna have any visibility issues with the crack it's not it's not a visibility issue it's just how bougie you sound talking about a black and gold dude crack. i don't care man it, <laughs> that you're, I, like, it looks awesome dude <laughs> I'm gonna take it's a picture of it on, my, of, on, on top of it, my silver BMW it, and it, make, be, make Javier it belongs. <laughs> it belongs in, in like night in a 2000s rap video, you know, like ludicrous in it, and that's flying in the background. That's what it belongs. No, no, see, I need to just put it around my neck. That's what I need to do. That's the thing. Just walk around. <laughs> But yeah, man, I actually started building it. Um, I started building it last weekend uh, when my my parents came in town for a while, and my um, my my dad and I were he'd never seen one of these before either, so I was showing him how it you know everything goes together. So we we built a bit of the airframe together. Um, I still need the motor and the ESC, Frank. I'm gonna get with you on that. I'll, I'll probably be able to buy that next week. That's all for I need. Sure. So then I should be able to build it. And I know I said I was gonna keep the or keep the Spectre and just fly the you know the hell out of that one, but. You know, I found, I know you're going to say I told you so, Frank, on this one, but like I found myself literally only flying the Spectre. That's honestly the only helicopter I've flown with any significance uh, in the last month. I took the 570 and the Oxy 5 and the Spectre to the field this weekend, and I didn't fly either of the small ones once. I flew eight flights on the Spectre. <laughs> Dude, it, it's, you know what? You have to, like, I do it. I'm kind of trained by it. I do I use the small ones to break, to like warm up really fast. Like I'll, yeah. I'll put in, I'll put in four flights on my 570 in half an hour. Like it's just bang, 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 and then I can jump on the big ones and actually practice what I'm working on and trying to. I get yeah. I, mean, I did notice I was jittery the first couple one. You know, the first couple of flights I'm jittery of the weekend, yeah. and then and then I'm fine. But. But um, since I'm, you know, I've been chatting with the guys at the field while the batteries are charging, it's, you know, it's not not really a big deal. So, 
But, you'll, um, you'll fly. You'll fly the last one. So you, you'll probably get rid of another one of your. You'll probably keep one five fifty, and everything yep. else will be seven hundred going forward. I'm, I mean, that's, just, that's exactly. That's exactly dude, what I'm thinking, man. Dude, I'm at I'm at seven six six seven hundred right now. Holy and shit, that's a and a five eighty and a five fifty. And the five seventy nitro too, right? And five seventy, yeah. And the five seventy nitro, yes, that's the other one. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I really like both the five seventy and the and the oxy five. I mean, I like them equally. I can't imagine getting rid of them at this point because they fly so well, and I'm not going to get. I mean, I might get you know fifty percent of what I paid for it, and there's no there's really no reason for me to get rid of it. I might just not fly it that often, but I don't think I'm going to get rid of it, uh, unless of course I get like a five eighty, in which case I'd probably sell one of those to get the five eighty. But um, man, that yeah, the seven the seven hundreds, dude. I just I didn't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And holy crap, like the hang time when you flip. Yes, like the hang nothing, time when you nothing. flip and you roll. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Um, well, see, so, yeah, okay, so that's on the bench right now. I, I should be able to complete that soon. Um, you know what else I have on the bench is an airplane. Uh, I got a um, small, man, it's small, it's like 900 millimeter wingspan, um, tricycle gear, PC-21 plane, which is really similar to the, the, T, the T-6-2 that my dad flew in the Air Force when he was um, attached with one of the training squadrons. It's like the same plane, but made by the uh, Swiss. And so I've got one of those, and I'm going to actually put one of the old um, one of the old Spirit units that I've got. Uh, I sold a couple of my helicopters to a plane guy that was he'd been seeing me fly for the last couple of months, and you know we'd hit it off pretty well. And he was like, "Hey, you know, if you're ever selling any of your small helicopters, I'll, I'll buy some." And I was like, "I'm so glad you asked. Please take a look in my trunk." <laughs> Uh, and so I sold him some and I took one of the FBLs off of that and I'm actually going to flash it and put it into this um, PC-21 uh, plane and I'll probably fly that around to see what planes are like. I've never really flown a big plane, but uh, it looks kind of fun. So those two things are on the bench currently. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to fix the um, or finish the Kraken pretty soon. I'm thinking, you know, within two weeks, I'll be able to get those new pieces in like the ESC and the, and the motor. And then I should be able to finish it up and get it flying the week after that. So um, one thing that I thought was kind of funny is that, you know, it takes me, it usually takes me like a month of sporadic working on my, in my free time at night after work to, to build a helicopter from the ground up. It takes me a while. So like, I know it only takes a few hours of actual work, but you know, if I do one hour, uh, one hour every, every other day or every three days, um, it, it might take me, you know, three weeks to build a helicopter and then another week to finish the tuning and setting up and everything. Uh, it took me 15 minutes to assemble that plane. And, um, yeah, that was it. So it was almost comical, the difference between these two things. I, I just, if anything, I want to fly this plane just to be able to say that I, you know, I've tried everything and I like helicopters more, um, because I, I just, I don't know if I'll be able to get the same level of engagement and, and excitement with planes, but I am curious to, you know, see what it's like. So, oh, you, you, you've officially beat Javier and putting me to sleep with, with the plane talk. I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> oh, whatever. Whatever. You've officially put me to sleep. All right, well, I'm going to wake you back up. I'm going to wake okay. you back up. I, it'll, it'll be fun, and then you'll realize that, you know, it's not worth it. Well, and that's what I, mean, I actually, it's funny. That's what I told, that's what I told this guy. And he's like, hey, he's like, hey man, if you, uh, if you ever sell that, I'll take it. And I was like, you know what? I might sell it next week. Depends on how I like it. <laughs> um, but no. So what I was thinking and what I was going to let you know is that if I sell all of these small ones, that should give me um, enough money to get a Protos 700 Nitro and convert it to gas. 
So that is my next, that's my next project on the horizon is I think I'm going to go straight for a gas. Um, I wasn't sold on any particular gas helicopter, but um, I do like the look of the Protos. Um, wasn't really wanting to get a T-Rex or a um, uh, Synergy or anything. So I, it's going to be a gas 700. It was going to either be one of the goblins, like the Goblin um, Black Thunder conversion or the Proto 700 conversion. So that'll be, I had, that'll be my next. I had the, I had the, 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 the Leviathan, the Courage Shirley. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's who I've been looking he, at. Yeah, he's, he's awesome to deal with, by the way. We've got to get him on the podcast. Him yeah. and Doug Darby, get them both on the podcast so you can, I, you I can would like hear that. it. The spirit of conversations those two would have with each other. Well, I just watched uh, the um, there's like an hour long episode of older older episode of Smack Talk on mm-hmm. gas uh, helicopters with yep. Harry and some other guy on it. Watched, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a, he's a big duty. I watched half of that, mm-hmm. and I actually just bought a set of servos off of Carry on um, on Heli Freak without realizing um, who he was until he sent me a gas powered helicopter koozie along with my servos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you've got if you've got their contact information, man, let's um, I mean, we can get them on next episode if you want. It's funny because uh, my partner Chris now is actually building a uh, uh, Protos uh, gasser right now, which is pretty. What good. I just said, yeah, that would be yeah. Pretty, I could I should talk to him. <laughs> yeah, he'll 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 send you pictures of it. He'll 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 talk. He'll walk you through everything on it. He. He loves that. He's the one. I had my first caster because he worked out. He helped me get the deal on it, so I would get it. Well, are so, the um, well, you know, we can talk about this another time. But um, I have a few more questions that I think we covered in our, one of our earlier episodes. But it's been a while, so I'll probably ask them again. But I mean, okay, so that's it for the bench for me. I've got the Kraken, the airplane, and then potentially, if I can sell all this other stuff, I can I can get a um, I can get a uh, gasser. So, how about? Uh, how about you, Frank? What are you are you building anything now? Is everything off the bench at this point? Uh, actually, everything is built. Everything is built. I've gone through a marathon of building helicopters for myself and for some buddies of mine, and uh, I got one left that it's gonna it's gonna be in the bench for a while because I'm waiting for parts uh, for servos to get back on it, and when the servos get back in stock, I'll be able to finish that one up for a friend of mine. But I built a boatload of helicopters in the last. Uh, three months or so it's been one one after the other after the other after the other i mean how, uh, how many would you say you built in three months about four. Oh wow okay yeah that's the plot <laughs> yeah and it's funny because i build them i'm getting to a point before these take me forever to build like like this 570 took me forever because i had to source parts from a bunch of places i actually had to get parts custom made and 3d printed <laughs> And I had to uh, have parts machined out and sent out to get done and brought back and got back to me. Um, and then I built the, our, that was, the 580 was net first, then the uh, 570 Nitro, then this uh, old 700 uh, first generation Goblin 700 that I had to just repair for a front of mine. And then uh, another buddy of mine wanted me to build his 700 helicopter. Uh, that's not a goblin, and I won't mention it because you know. Um, that's kind of that's kind of strange to me. Like I, I, I don't know if I'd want someone else to build a helicopter for me just because it's always. I mean, it's 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 so useful to have that knowledge of you know troubleshooting and tuning that you get when you build it. Yeah, um, for sure. 
Um, so what was the reason behind? Was it what is it a fir- is his first seven hundred or? Well, it's his first seven hundred. Okay. Well, one it was his first seven hundred, and he he knows how to build a helicopter. And he just wanted me to go through it, and okay. between between me going through it and say, hey, let me just put it together for you. Gotcha. And he's like, all right. And then I gave it to him, and he kind of wired it up from further, and then I helped him maiden it. Uh, oh, dude, so crazy funny story here. My buddy Don Shaw that I fly with here, he converted over to the V-Control, right? And he was never hesitant on it, but he was like, man, is it really that good? And then he flew he flew my 570, and he's like, yeah, that, that flies really good, Frank. I like that a lot. So he got a secondhand uh, 570 from a, from a friend of mine. And he went in and kind of like built it all up. Excellent, great build. He's super good with wiring manager management. He's a he's a German automotive technician, German car automotive technician. He works on Volkswagen and Audi, so he used to. Now he's like a front house guy. So he's super OCD and super you know like he gives me shit about my wiring all the time. But um, and he. He got a 570 and he had one his on, he built it for 12S because he just likes the more pop. And it was the first V bar that he ever set up, the first V control if he touched. And he gets it and we're like, okay, Frank, how do I set this up? I was like, dude, it's a walk in the park. You'll do it like in 15 minutes. He's like, no, no, it takes longer. Like, get on the phone with me. So we do a, he lives in, in once, two cities over, Davy. And we got on the not on Skype but on FaceTime, and within like ten minutes, his stuff was all set up. And then we go to the field, and he's like, "Hey, can you fly the first?" I'm like, "No, dude, the maintenance are yours, but I'll, I'll help you with it." He's like, "Can you can you what what do you use for these parameters? Like agility, like all the parameters?" I was like, "And I kind of just went off of my 570, and it was like." From my numbers to where it ended up being, there were like two or three points off. So I really worked out really good for him. He was really happy with it at the end of the day. But that that's is, pretty uh, much. I think every heli- every single helicopter guy at our field is V, v control uh, or well, there's a couple that are spectrum, but it's either V control or spectrum with like eighty percent being V control. There's a reason for that, man. I don't want to piss off the, the, the other clans because, you know, they get mad at me. Uh, rightfully just, it's so. Not, right, it's right, not something to get so. mad about, though. It's just, you know, it is a good system. There is no doubt about it. Um, I don't want to pay the money for it currently because I have another good system that works just fine. But, but yeah, I could see that. And so... On the bench, what else is on the bench? Oh, I got a really sweet charging case. You guys, oh, saw right. Pictures. You, you I guys sent you pictures, pictures, pictures. Yeah, you sent pictures to it. Yes, yes. It is so much fun. It's it's uh, two two channel chargers that charge at 900, they can charge up to a thousand watts apiece, 1600 combined. So I can literally charge four, five thousand packs with all parallel charging, completely safe in less than 20 minutes from drain at 20% to ready to fly. So I literally can't, I can't keep myself, I can keep charging and flying all day if I wanted to. I've never been and jealous of a charging case, but I think I am on this one. It's worth every penny, man. Joe did an awesome job with it. And it was funny because the whole thing started out as a big joke because he was doing it on, fa- on his Facebook page. And I was like, hey, you know, that would look good on a smaller case. And then he's like, hey, are you really interested about this? He's like, 
I'm like, Joe, that time of the year, isn't it right? I get a case every year around this time. Yeah, let's let's get another one. And I'm up the field, I'm trucking, and I'm like, man, this kind of sucks. I, I only can only charge one pack at a time because I have, or two packs at a time because I have only two big powerful chargers, so I don't parallel charge. And I call him, hey, dude, you busy? He's like, well, I'm kind of working on your case, so this is a good time for you to call. He's like, can you shove another one in there? <laughs> and that was literally a conversation. He's like, well, let me think about that. He hangs up the phone. I go get a flight, and by the time I come back, there's a message saying, call me. And he had drawn it up, and he, he we even put it a bigger power a bigger power supply. It's a 2,000-watt power supply. So these things are fed optimally to get all the juice out of them all the way through. So I'm really excited about that. His, it's, I have four of his cases now, so I can consider myself a fanboy. Uh, he's always been good to me, though, man. He's always been good to me. He's always done a good work. Any questions that I've had, he's always helped me out. So, um, yeah, great case. Excited about it. Anything else that I got? I got a couple more V-bars, but that's not that exciting. Uh, no, that's about it. Cool. Yeah, you've been busy. Yeah. All right. Well, we're coming into the final stretch then, man. Almost well, there. Almost there. <laughs> um. So yeah. So what, I mean, what are you? Uh, what do you have planned for the future, Javier? Uh. Well, as I briefly mentioned, the uh, Aurora Barnstormers event, which is on September 26th, around the Chicagoland area. So I'm hoping to attend that event, which will be effectively my second and last event of the year, sadly, uh, because. Um, it's 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 really infuriating, but uh, today I had to switch my HVAC system from cool to hot. Um, oh man, what? Which, which is which was really really infuriating. I I kid you not. You know I w- we were you know just I think last week we were you know on the uh, low to uh, you know mid seventies to high to high seventies. You know pretty nice weather. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, a couple of days afterwards, and I see the thermostat, and it's at 69, and it's freezing, <laughs> and and I'm like, what the hell? I mean, what's going on? My my, you know, the 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 cooling is not even kicking because it's so cold. So um, I had to switch it to the heating position and get the furnace started. I mean, it was it's ridiculous. I mean, I can't believe that that the weather turned like that so fast. Dude, um, after after all of the all of the shit that 2020 put us through, you cannot just immediately plunge yourself into the frozen winter of Wisconsin and not fly again until next spring. You've yeah. got to you've got to find. Um, I'm serious though, man. You guys, you know, you rent an RV for like a long three day weekend, drive down where it's a little bit warmer, and and just take your helicopters with you, <laughs> and do that and do that two times during the winter, just just two times, just to break the monotony. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just insane, man. I I I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It feels like you know, especially with with what happened. You know, uh, time is so weird, but it just you know the the the, the there. I didn't do really much. You know, during during summer, usually you know you just go to a, a little vacation, a little getaway, whatever. And you know, this summer it was just being shut down and just trying to make short trips. And I just flew by. You know, it, it, the, the, my my flying season came and went like nothing. 
So uh, I'm 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 a little bit bit bummed about that, but I'm really looking forward to that event. I'm hoping that it's uh, it's still gonna be good flying weather, and if not, even if I have to wear a coat or something, you know, I'll 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 go because definitely uh, I I I still need my fix. So I'm I'm really I'm lo- really looking forward to that. The sim's just not the same, man. I mean, it's it's definitely useful, but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, and and you know me, I'm always tuning, so I still. You know, I um, because because of the, you know I I fired up the Sims on the new computer, and uh, I I started to see how 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 the difference. You know, I could really now feel the difference between the sim of how precise it is versus my real helicopter on some maneuvers because now I'm able to push it a little bit more, so I'm able to notice a few more things. So um, now now I want to to uh, devote a little bit more time into tuning to make sure that those helis are spot on and uh, a lot more precise because I definitely feel myself much more capable, you know, regardless of of the of, of the crash fear um, on on scene versus reality. I feel definitely uh, like. Um, uh, I I I I need the helis to be a little bit more precise. I think I could fly better if I could get uh, uh, you know the, mostly the tail on um, on inverted backwards flight that uh, that I feel is the one that's uh, where I'm stressing the heli a ton, and I yeah. feel like that's where it's, where I'm losing it. So I definitely need to make sure that 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 gets better. So I I, I tried. <laughs> Have you tried different size? Have you tried larger tail blades at all? No, no, I haven't. Uh, I haven't. But it's not. It's not that I'm losing it. You know, that's just a 380 that I've that I've been. You know, uh, losing the tail. It's just that it's a little bit loose. Um, uh, it, I, I mean, it's not that it's not holding as it should be. I definitely think that it's tuning. That it. That okay. I just need to make sure that those parameters are better so that it holds better and it tracks along the circle better. Um, I'm not really losing the tail. I think that it's just a matter of tuning that I just need to work on it a little bit more. The only reason I ask, and I'm, I'm sure this could have been solved with tuning just as easily as not, but I had a, um, a, a hard landing on my Spectre. And by hard landing, I, I mean not hard landing. It just, I bumped the tail on the ground and I, I uh, dug a hole into the dirt with my tail blades. It didn't crack them, but it did delaminate at the root a little bit. So I just, and just to be safe, I bought a new set. While I was waiting for those to show up, I just used the the tail blades that came with the Kraken kit, which are several millimeters shorter, maybe like three millimeters shorter than the ones that I had on my Spectre. And when I took it up, you know, it, it seemed to fly exactly the way some of my smaller helicopters flew when I didn't have them dialed in just right. Um, and then when I, you know, a week later, the tail blades came in and I, or a couple days later and I put them back on and it was back to being just rock solid. And that three, two, three millimeter difference made a really big impact um, on the settings. So I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, if you did get a larger, if you did get a larger set, maybe the tuning would be, um, You'd, there'd be less tuning needed or if you know it just might be something to play around with because it's it's a small enough change that it kind of does qualify as as tuning you know right right but yeah anyway. yeah that that's that's a good point you know i might i might try other tailbits that's not a bad idea even if a different brand just to you know try out because some of them as you say you know uh, some of them are a little bit larger than others even they're though they're actually the same size right 
Well, and you remember, I know, you know, we had talked about months ago, um, starting to get a, a feel for what changing out components did for the feel of the helicopter and what different settings did. And I think that all of us are, I mean, Frank's probably already there, right? <laughs> you and me are getting to the point where we can start to, to get a feel for these things and not just looking at numbers and specs and reading manuals, but actually getting an intuitive feel for it because we've played around with the settings for so long. Right, right. Um, yeah, so... So just to go on that a little bit, because I want to, because you bring up a good point. I want to give you guys some advice that I was, that I, that has been beaten into me by a few guys that have been around the hobby for decades. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing, there's no, a mechanical issue can never be tuned out through electronics. So oh yeah. Make sure. Yeah. So, so just giving you guys that. So make sure that everything is flowing and everything is, it's nice and happy um, before you tr you try to, you know, only, tuning can only make it better. It can't yes. fix it. Yes, yes, I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I've, uh, I've gone through, through great pains to make sure that uh, the tail systems are super buttery and smooth and uh, making sure that everything is, is working right. And I was debating between these uh, lubricate or don't lubricate the shaft. Um, and then, uh, you know, I just decided to do lubricate them. And yeah, that, that was a big improvement. So yeah, um, the, the, the tail systems are, are really working really well mechanically, I believe. It's, uh, at this point, definitely, it's, uh, it's a tuning issue. Okay. You know, I was just looking at our, this is kind of off topic here, but um, Javier, was that it for your next step section? You good? Uh, yep. Yep. That's okay. it. Well, I was looking at our um, episode log here and man, okay. So in like two weeks, it will be our one year anniversary. No way. We made it September, a year? September 25th, 2019 was our first episode, which means we recorded it, you know, September 16th or something because it took forever to yeah. edit the first one. Um. So yeah, that's kind of cool, man. Uh, a whole year. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 impressed with this. That's that's neat. I'm surprised you guys survived. Yeah, I'm surprised I, I survived. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at that. I went from um, I went from one five hundred now to two seven hundred and two five hundreds in a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm scared about what's going to happen next year. My I'm sure my bank account's not going to like it. <laughs> Ah, there's, there's keep... a point where it stabilizes, I think. You know, you know once you get you six, seven hundreds, I think yeah. stabilizes. Yeah, it stabilizes my ass. Every time, you see some, every time you see a good deal, you're like, oh, shit. Man, Shut up, man. Let, really... me, let, me live, let me live in this reality in which I constructed my own head, okay? Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, man, just you got, get, you're going to get to a point. Look, and I'm going to give you guys some words of advice here. You're going to get to a point where anything smaller than a 550, you're going to laugh at me. And I'm dead serious with that. And that 380 that you have, you'll sell that next. That thing probably won't be around. That thing will probably be sold before Christmas. Because yeah, I see, I want to keep, I want to keep one small one to fly it down the street. Yeah, Ooh, I yeah. agree. I, and it's funny because I have, I've bought many of small ones to fly in my front yard, and fly in front in the parking lot, and I've done that. And all those have been sold, bought, built, and sold. So I'm saying, dude, do your all thing. Right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when that happens, and then you can say, Paul, it's all just so. Because we've already done that like six times in the last week. Um, all right. So let's see. I'm looking at uh, stuff that I've got on the horizon. Obviously, finishing a Kraken. That's my number one priority right now for that. Um, 
but there's something that I've been, so I, uh, I think I mentioned to you guys a few episodes back that I had transitioned to a new project and was learning a new front end, um, software stack and the front end is the, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's, it's just the user interface part of part of it. Um, I'm still using the same, um, database server stuff, but learning a new, a new way of doing the user interface. And I started a little project in my side in my free time to kind of hammer in the concepts that I was learning on this new team, because it was very different than anything I'd ever done before. And then I realized that I had a, instead of building some like off the shelf app that was from a tutorial, um, I actually have, um, an app I'd like to make. So I started a couple weeks ago building, um, it's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like an all in one RC uh, helicopter, if I guess, if you will, RC, you know, ownership app. And it's something that is going to be supremely useful for me. I don't know if anyone else is interested in it, but I have a insanely detailed series of spreadsheets. Like I have a, a spreadsheet for every helicopter. Um, I have a spreadsheet for all of the support equipment that I buy that it keeps track of just little, just pretty much everything, like my stock of things, what I've purchased, how much it costs. Um, basically, so I can tell just by looking at a front page that then links to all of these other like 20 other spreadsheets. I can tell how much every single flight on every helicopter costs, um, how much it costs per, you know, the per day or year of ownership, like just all these metrics that are automatically calculated based off of me saying, Hey, I went to the field. I, I flew eight flights and then it just propagates into all these other spreadsheets. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all of that. And cause I mean, the formulas are super basic. It's like this plus this divided by that. It's, it's really, really simple. It's just a lot of data to keep track of. And so I'm turning that into a program, like a mobile app. Um, so that's going to keep me busy for a while. But when it's done, if you guys want to test it out, um, you're, you're more than welcome. Um, but I think it's going to simplify my life as it comes to, because I keep all these notes and everything on these spreadsheets anyway. I think it'd be a whole lot easier if I just did it in an app. Plus, it'll help me learn these new concepts. So if you guys want to be um, guinea pigs, um, I can let you know when it's in a functional state. But you might be confronted with things that you don't want to know, Frank, like how much money you actually spend on helicopters and how much each I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to know that. that I don't I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that at all. I don't I don't care to know that. I don't want to know that. That's just that to me is all blasphemy. Just if, if you if you have it in the account, you can use can I use it? Good. I spend it. You know? Uh, um, hey, the way I see it, look, and I, I kinda tell there's most of my interns, you know, they're they're younger girls and we were having a discussion about that, right? And the whole thing came from me telling, Hey, I got my wife a really nice purse for her birthday, which is this Saturday. And and they're like, "What was this a forgive, uh, forgiveness gift?" I was like, "No, no, no! I'm I'm quite the nerd. I fly helicopters, and I when it gets dark, I go home because I'm afraid of vampires." And they kind of chuckled at that. So I don't go out at nightclubs. I don't go out drink anywhere. You know, I, well, I drink at my house, but don't go out partying or anything like this. So I spent my money on helicopters. That's my. That's what I do. I think, I think so, you've exposed. I think you've exposed an inner guilt here that I was not trying to get at but okay no but you you definitely hate you de i definitely did talk about it because i'm always kind of like yeah i do spend a little bit of money on this a little too much money you know uh i mean this is I, my this is this is my hobby this is what i like you said you know i don't spend money on literally anything else um yeah. I, i'm not necessarily concerned with how much i'm spending i do like to know i mean i'm a data guy so i do like to know how many flights I have. I like to know all the different things that went into it. I, I like to know the breakdown of like what, like this, this, this flight, I've flown this thing so many freaking times that this flight cost me 19 cents. Like, I just, I just like knowing that. 
um, I don't use it to keep track of my, <laughs> my spending or anything. Oh my God. Very, very Polly, you, Polly, I don't, I, I, I couldn't even figure out, hold on. So you're saying you have it broken down so you can figure out what's the cost per flight and oh, how yeah. it, it, it decreases per flights because you know, your yes. number gets bigger and all that. Actually, it usually increases <laughs> per flight because I crash it and then I buy more parts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I have like, every, every single helicopter has, uh, has that number associated and a lot more numbers associated with it. Oh my God, you're, that's crazy! I don't even want to think about. It. I don't want to think about how much money I spend in fuel a year, <laughs> like that. And even though I get I get a really good hookup, and I have great friends that go out of their way to figure out ways to get pricing really down. Because man, I have a few guys, you know, um, my friend Angel and Cade, and you know, even Bert. You know, when before Rotor Rage. Oh, guys, just take a moment, everybody. Please bow your heads. Rotor Rage is officially have gone has gone out of business. We will no longer be able to get the best nitro heli fuel in the world in the United States because we don't know what's else is out there in the United States anymore. That being said, I still have four cases of it. So uh, everyone the death out there, of nitro. Do, do I, I smell the, the death of nitro in the air? Of just one fuel company, Javier. There's plenty it's, others. It, it starts that and, way. It starts that way. And, and, and when it's if they all go down, we will start making our own fuel. I already have the recipe for it. So <laughs> I just got. I just get. I just have to buy nitromethane. Everything else I can get locally. But yes, along with a, along with a visit from some unmarked government agency. Hey, that's, that's, you know, don't right, so that's um, that's that's it for me for um, for future for future things or things I've got on the horizon. So yeah, I'm gonna build that um, build that app as soon as I can. Um, I've already spent about I don't know twenty or thirty hours on it, so it's it's definitely in progress. Um, also. Then I think I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I mentioned earlier. The uh, as soon as I can sell all these small helis, I will then consolidate those funds and buy a gasser of some sort. Probably going to be the Protos. Um, might be something else, but probably the Protos. How about you, Frank? Cool. Uh, stuff for the future. Just getting uh, getting used to the new update from VBAR. The lightness is really really cool, and the tail suppression makes. It's it sets awesome new updates from them. Oh, uh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. So, sorry, man, I got to interrupt. With the um, with the logo two hundred, let me know if you or anyone that you know uh, flies it. What they think of it? I'm I'm curious because I've seen that marketing that you know, oh, it feels like flying a seven hundred. I don't believe it, but I would I'd like to hear your opinion or someone else's that you you know. Well, I sold are. one. I sold one to a good friend of mine today, so he he should be having it this week. So hopefully this weekend he'll give me kind of a rundown. Yeah, I'll let me know how that lightning slash anti gravity thing does for the. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. So this is Picado. Everything Mercado is awesome. You know, simple. Be bar for life. Uh, what else? Um, getting ready, trying to make it to some events. Sadly to say that uh, my my abuelita, my daughter's abuelita, is going out of town all of October, so I won't be able to have any flying for the month of October. So you guys pray for my sanity. And I don't really hopefully. want to hear about your sanity because that's my been my life for the last 
six months. We don't have any abuelitas here. So you just get to feel like what it's like for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I've worked really hard to not to be like that, okay? I've worked really yeah. hard. To, I've negotiated my life around that to be able to have my Sunday fun days, you know, my time at the field, you know, stopping at the little hot dog cart that makes the awesome little sausages, you know. There's all these little things that yep. make my day, that make my Sunday important so I can deal with all my wonderful and clients. It just, and, and it just warms my heart that you're going to get all that ripped away from you so you can see how the rest of us live. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. When I, when, I, when I get him back, I'll make sure to rub everybody's noses in it even more. It's okay. Uh, I'll, the fact that I know that you've been through it will make me feel better. So you can rub your nose. You rub my nose and do all you want. <laughs> and then hopefully there'll be some fun flies. Uh, I can, hopefully I can make it to the one fun fly in October, which I have to talked my mom into coming to take care of my uh, on her of her granddaughter you know this all taking care of my parents grandkids is getting really old really quick <laughs> and then going hopefully there will the winter bash the orlando event will be held again this year hopefully is that your and, event or do you no, have no, a separate that, one? that's the torches i'm actually my event actually i got approved to have my event uh middle of march next year hmm. so I'm going to work, oh, try to figure out it, walk it back to February because I think more people will come if it's in February than in March, especially from out of, out of town. So you will have your make plans early now. Get your, t- get your plane tickets so you guys can attend my event. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, re- I missed it last time. So let's. Uh, we can record a podcast there. Oh, man, that'd be fun. Live. Live. I have a bunch of people come in and talk on it. Hey, you guys did that on um, at the. Cajun or someone, Jim, Jimmy did. Jimmy did, yeah, Jimmy did. I was actually one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite episodes. It is a funny ass episode. It is. Yeah. One, it is funny. It's like I forget. I remember them bringing them food, and he's like, "They brought me feet. They brought me beer. They brought me food." <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it for me, man. It's looking not looking forward to October. Trying to enjoy the next two weekends, and hopefully, I can make it to some events by the end of the year. Well, so um, I think that's, I mean, that's most of the things. Uh, Was there, you know, Javier, did you have anything else on your miscellaneous section that you wanted to throw in there? Uh, Yes. I don't think I did. I I do, and uh, I could say that Frank could go to sleep. Uh, because okay. um, I know that you'll and be we, interested, in, but probably Frank won't. And, um, and, with, and with this, guys, I say good night. <laughs> like, well, folks, that's, uh, that does it. It's been a great episode. That, that does it for me. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys want to get a hold of me, you know, check me out on the Hangout <laughs> or find me on Helifree. Wait, are we, are we switching full blown into 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 computers, Javier? Yes, yes. I'm I'm okay. switching into, into into computer gaming mode, into okay. geek, geek mode. Geek, okay, well, okay. Geek, geek number two, because geek number one will be Hellies, but geek number two. Oh, my God. Between Freefall doing um, kart racing and 3D printing now with you, video games. Uh, it won't, hey, we can, it talk won't about, we can talk about kart racing, too, just as long as we don't do 3D printing. <laughs> yes, yes, no yeah. 3D printing. 3D printing is the only forbidden subject. Uh, I have one. It's not that bad. You know, have your, no, no it's, not, all, it's not that it's that bad. It's just it's useful. It's just not worth discussion. Correct. That's true. Very valid and very mean, but regardless, uh, <laughs> Javier, put me to sleep with your wonderful comments about gaming, and then you, you know, I, 
We still haven't played StarCraft, Javier. You've had a computer yes. for like two months now. Yes. Oh my well, God. it's uh, it's just what I deal with on the chat. Helicopter <laughs> chat. We all I hear is these two going back and forth about it. Well, video I have I have to deal with your architecture stuff also some sometimes. So hey, That's man, true. that that would make a great podcast, by the way. And actually, it was confirmed. You know, the the free fall guys have a Friday night simming session, right? Yes. And I I get on there just to talk shit, you know, because it's funny. So they were ripping on you pretty good, Javier. I tried to defend you, but I found it was easier to rip on you as well. So just I figured I'd tell you to your face. <laughs> All right, that's right. That just go, just go with the flow. Just go with the flow. That wins quote but don't feel was bad. talking shit about you. I tried to defend you, but I figured it was easier just to keep talking shit about you. <laughs> but but I, I've, I've nicknamed Andy the new Javier. So on the, on the free fall, guys, because just – Kind of, he was ripping on you a little bit, so I figured I was like, let me go in here and get make fun of him a little bit too. So I enjoyed picking on him a little bit, you know, him and his country self. He hated nitro. No, no, he likes nitro. He has he has a few nitros and gassers too. He's he's an all around. He's he's a he's a hillbilly or a redneck. One of those things. I, I really don't discern the difference. But um, yeah, half of my family is officially hillbilly and redneck, so I can. It's I can cool. tell you that I also don't know the difference between the two. <laughs> cool. I, I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, it was a good time. And just I think we should all go on a, one of these Fridays, you know, if you guys can make time for it. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about yeah. that, actually, that it, it seems to be growing and seems to be a good time. So I, I might drop in one, one of these days. I actually dropped in the other day just because um, I, I fired up Discord and I just went into the chat and then because I just wanted to add the uh, channel to my Discord. And then I just went out because I didn't have the time. So I, so my name just popped in and popped out. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So um, being you guys are going to start your computer talk and being that I respect you too much to make fun of you for all the stuff, all your nerdisms right now. It was a very elegant, uh, graceful okay. bow out. Um, so I will see, we will see you later, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brothers. You guys take care. Also, Javier, I'm going to let you know that I have exactly 7% left on my battery. Um, and when that gets down to about three, I'm going to kill the recording to make sure we don't lose it. <laughs> so, so go for it, man. You got like, okay. you got like 10 minutes. Okay. So um, I, just, I just have to say that um, I've been enjoying my secondary hobby of having a computer, uh, a gaming computer immensely. Yeah, I, um, what have you been? Uh, what have you been playing besides Resident Evil? Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's it's just that you know I I I I'm completely blown away. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I I I remember you know playing console games and video games you know for, from forever. You know, PC gaming. Every 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 bit of gaming, I've always been enamored by it. You know, I studied IT because I'm one of those geeks that learned about the binary system and how how it relates to how neurons work, and I found it fascinating. Um, and and I, I'm really a geek at heart, you know, ever since forever. So um, I, I didn't realize how much I missed it, to be honest with you. Um, well, I mean, missed PC gaming specifically or just gaming in general? Like Gaming in general. Because you can get it as a general. console. I, I, well, my house has uh, an Xbox 360. Um, it has a PS4. It has a Wii. But I almost don't touch them. Because, you know, hmm. my kids are the ones that play, 
you know, uh, whatever they want on, on the console. So I have a huge chunk of library of games that I haven't played in like forever. Um, you know, and the last time that I remember that I really, really enjoyed a console game when I used to, to game consoles, which was, uh, you know, when my kids were small, <laughs> basically, um, it was Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6. I, I completely fell in love with those games when they came out for the Xbox. And those are the very few games. Probably Resident Evil 5 is probably the only game that I've, that I've played not only start through finish, but every single achievement. You know, I I must have played that game like 20 times from start are, to finish. Are the games... So, I mean, I, God, man, I haven't played Resident Evil since... I think I, I played it on the GameCube like t- 15 years ago. Um, what... Are, are they significantly different between iterations? Or are they just the same with better graphics or... Uh, well, it's just that there... I think that starting from Resident Evil 5... Uh, they they kind of went in a slightly new direction uh, because before before Resident Evil was all about uh, survival horror, right? Yeah, it's because, just zombies. It's just a right. zombie shooter. It, and uh, and and but but the idea was it's a it's a game where you have to solve some puzzles, go from here to there, and manage items and ammo basically. So it 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 gets frustrating frustrating at a point because you run mm-hmm. out of ammo. And you have to go and try to, you know, save your ammo and try to sneak past some zombies sometimes instead of just just going like doom, you know, and, you know, killing right, everything right. that... that, that, that I, mean, I, I appreciate I appreciate games that have like a strategy slash stealth aspect to them. Uh, right. Usually you don't you don't tend to see those in the zombie killing genre. Correct. But, uh, Correct. So that's that's why what that's what makes you know Resident Evil to me personally the Resident Evil games starting from five so good because yeah. they have they have a lot of replayability because once you you beat the game once you complete the story it opens up new modes. Uh, you know Resident Evil five uh, you you have to hunt for for jewels. So you find, you know, rubies and diamonds and whatever. You trade them in for money, and that money you traded it for, uh, let's say, infinite, in, infinite uh, ammunition, or yeah. additional power, or you know, whatever. So some power ups. So it adds to the replay value. So you go in and and get, and and play the game again, and then the next time you you play it, you realize that it's easier to 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 beat to beat it because you have more powerful ammo or, or infinite ammo or whatever. And then you can focus on searching for all the things that you missed. So mm. it adds a lot of replay value. So Resident Evil 5 is the, the one that started it all for me. Then Resident Evil 6, of course, when it came out, I got it. <laughs> Pretty much of the same thing. Uh, and now Resident Evil 2 and 3 are what they call remastered. So basically they redid Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 for the PC like the past couple years. Um, and they're very much like Resident, Resident Evil 5. You know, I, I found Resident Evil 4 on, you know, on, on my stack of very old games and said, oh my gosh, I, I have almost all the Resident Evil games, you know? I, I, was, I was pretty static. And then my, my son had to get, you know, some, uh, some x-rays and I had to, to, to buy, ironically, oh, I, had, yeah. I, had, I, I was forced to buy a city, an optical drive, a city unit to, to view those results because they gave, me, they gave them to me on, on a CD. So I was able to install Resident Evil 4. And you, and you just you just happened to accidentally just, install Resident Evil 4. Correct, correct. Yeah. So I installed Resident Evil 4 and I realized that it's 
horrible. <laughs> it's it's horrible control because it's a very old game and it's not not designed to use you know the the the, the two sticks efficiently. Yeah. Like like newer games, so it's very cumbersome. The 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 the, the it's very difficult to play. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't play through you know twenty minutes of it. Um, so these new Resident Evil two and three are reimagined with the controls like Resident Evil five and six with modern consoles, and it just plays great. You know I've I've played Resident Evil three probably three times now. I've been, I mean, you know, I beat the game from start to finish like three times now, and I played the whole. There's two characters in Resident Evil Two, so I played the first one. The first time you you play the game, it then it opens up something called the um, the second part game, which uh, gives you an extended ending. So you play with a different character, and the puzzles are different, and you have a different ending, which again. It adds a lot of replay value. So I've I've been enjoying that man. And is to it, be honest, is it you, only single player? Uh, there's a mode to play multiplayer, but I haven't gone into it. <laughs> but yes, there's a multiplayer uh, aspect of it. Uh, but but the but the single player game was so rich, so engrossing to me to go and try to find more stuff and then to uh, grow to the next time that I go in have more things. Uh, you know it. I, I really liked it. I really liked it. But you know you know what I what I like, Paul, and 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 this is gonna be sound mean, I guess. But you know I like a hobby that I can spend a thousand dollars off on, and not have to spend a single penny of it, regardless of how <laughs> bad I treat it. <laughs> you know. You know that that's, that's a weird. That's a, that's a weird hobby, man. I don't even know what that it, is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it 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 is. You know, it it, it is. It is very uh, very very nice to yeah. to do that. You know, to buy something and knowing that you're there's no way that you're gonna destroy it unless you're you're really bad. I mean, I know my way around a, about around building a, a computer. So I know that, you know, I won't burn the motherboard, you know, um, because I know how to do it. So, well, I mean, I got an I got an electric guitar last year. I mean, it was like it was a it was a nicer one. It's been a while since I've had one. So I, I bought a nicer one. But I know that there's really nothing that I can do to it that will ever make me spend more than $50 to or $100 to to fix it if I break it. Right. Uh, and that might that I might spend $100 every 10 years on it, you know. Versus like a $1,600, helicopter you can put into the ground in a second and spend $2,000 again to fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the only thing, that's the only thing that, that put me, you know, I understand now why Jimmy <laughs> left us uh, because, you know, it, it is, you know, it really gave me back good memories. I, I'm really enjoying it, to be honest with you. I'm really, really enjoying good. my computer. Uh, well, find, a, um, find a multiplayer game so you're not just sitting there by yourself. Yeah, yeah, I have to. I have to do that. Um, uh, although I feel that everyone's gonna beat me. <laughs> so, well, so, dude, I, I, I suck at computer games. As much as I love playing them, I'm not very good. So we can we can be shit at them together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, I dude, my uh, something. My battery is at three percent, so I'm gonna uh, kill the recording here uh, just to make sure that we don't lose the episode. But um, hey, thanks everyone for sticking around for listening, and um, hopefully we'll bring these to you more frequently than one every three months. So uh, yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. And hey, next next episode will be our one year anniversary, so we've got to think of something fun to do. Oh yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. One year. One year. Anniversary.